0: Welcome to the preview podcast of the Bad Cavity Funky Podcast, everyone. The week coming up, we're talking about Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. So for today on the preview podcast, we're talking about our favorite Quentin Tarantino movies, which is yeah. today we have Booster Greg and we have Bomb Amber and I'm Sergio yeah. guys. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, favorite Quentin Tarantino movies or moments in the movies. Is there yeah. a lot? So, start with Amber. Go.
1: Okay, well, I have. Oh, she was ready. Fuck. <laughs> <three>. <laughs> no, here's here's why here's why I'm ready, or maybe not ready. <laughs> I've only actually ever seen one Quentin Tarantino.
2: What? What? <laughs> what? You're Seriously? fired. Pack up your things. You'll never work in this city but... again.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, the only one I've seen has, and this is something that I intend to 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 correct in the in the coming days. Mm-hmm. But I have, uh, I've seen Inglorious Bastards. I saw it when it was in theaters, Ooh. and I loved it. I, I mean, I, uh, I have no reason, no legitimate reason, why I haven't seen any other Quentin Tarantino film. I've, I've liked the one I've seen. So.
0: That's a good one, though. Even yeah, though you've seen one, one. one, that's that's actually a really, really good one. I, I like *Inglorious Bastards*. It was yeah. well made. Um, it, uh, man, Christoph Waltz just absolutely oh, stole, him. absolutely stole that movie. Yeah. I, oh my god. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if anyone didn't know who he was, but before I didn't know who he was before. Like you knew him then. Everybody knew who he was and his character, Hans Landa. Just, just the way he delivers his lines, the way it, he, he looks, his, his uh, the minor details, where his hands move, the way his face is. I mean, yeah. the, the, the beginning of the movie, in the scene where he's he's drinking the milk, the farmer's milk. Oh, my God. So oh my God. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's so amazing. They're under the floorboards, aren't they? <laughs> I was like, well, what? What was oh so awesome
2: God. about that scene, too, is when Shoshana runs away. Like, the look of glee and, like, absolute delight on Christoph Walt's face. Like, he's just, like... He loves hunting Jews. Yeah. That's what he Jew loves. hunter. And like like when she was running, he was like, I oh, will find you, Shoshan. It was more like of like, a, thanks, I'll catch you when I catch you. Like gives him a job. Gives <laughs> next him a time, purpose. Gadget. Next time. But it wasn't even like one of those like fierce, like I'll get you next time, Gadget. It was like, a, I don't know. It was like he was happy. Like this is what he was born to do and he loves it, and which makes it more frightening.
1: Yeah, he, that's that's the scary thing about him. It's like he's he's not he's not creepy in the sense that that he he's like a boogeyman, but he's he's creepy in the sense that, that you just you just know he's taking pleasure in every moment of this awful thing he's doing. Yeah,
2: oh yeah, god yeah. What was your <laughs> favorite moment from it though? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh god, <laughs> see now I'm not prepared. Yeah, <laughs> I been... got it. <laughs> okay, um, <sighs> the scene. My favorite scene the entire film was when the uh, the team of heroes is uh, at the banquet, the Nazi banquet towards the end, mm-hmm. where they're pretending to be Italian. Oh yes,
2: <laughs> oh, it wasn't a banquet; it was the uh, the film premiere. The film, the film premiere, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so.
1: And they they botch every last line they try to use, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you you see his response, and uh, and. Uh, and the, the Jew hunter is uh, is, just, is playing it straight completely. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and kind of uh, almost giving the, intentionally giving them an out. like he knows at that point. Oh, yeah,
0: because he, he was telling him, yeah. you know, say his name with like, say more Margarete. No, say yeah. me Margarete. Good. Very good. He's like, come on. I, I know you guys aren't real. <laughs>
2: like, you know, I, lo- I, mean- I loved uh, Brad Pitt in that, too, because he was just like, bon <laughs> so terrible gratsy, <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> like you just,
1: you're just squirming in your seat and you're like oh god he's so
0: powerfully murk and he just doesn't care he's like oh, listen man. I'm here to kill Nazis <laughs> well,
1: it's because, like, even, even though they're still, like, screwing up their lines they're, they have this look of, of overconfidence like yeah we, we we sold it perfectly we, we're in
2: yeah oh yeah oh dude he's like I, I think that uh Brad Pitt's character in that is probably one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino characters just because he's so like, he's such a caricature of like a, an American war hero at that point. <laughs> he has like this noose, like like scar around his neck. They never reference how he got it, what happened. He just has it. Yeah. 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 Because yeah,
0: there are a couple points where like they, they show it blatantly. And I think one time he just like, he itches it and he covers it up with his collar.
2: And you're like, wait, yeah. what? what? What is yeah. that? Where did that like, come like, they, from? They focus on it, but you never know what it's from.
0: And that's and what I love about Tarantino's movie. He has he has like small mysteries in his movies uh, oh, yeah. that yeah, he that no one he never he never fully explains it ever. It's there for the mystery for the audience, and I love that about him. Like he did the same thing uh, to jump to Pulp Fiction with the suitcase and sure. uh, Amber. That's one movie you definitely have to see. Like
1: I will, I assure you. That, that's that's hands hands down like my
0: favorite Tarantino movie. Nice.
1: No, I've I've only. Ever heard good things about pulp fiction? Oh yeah, you, yeah. Would, you would
0: like it. Just the way like everything is is, uh, is is carried out, like the plot, the and it's it's a whole Tarantino thing where they show you the ending first, and then it goes backwards, and then it goes like uh, toward the beginning, then back to the middle, then back to the end, then the beginning again, and then back to to the end, and it's really interesting,
2: like yeah. the way the movie is set up.
1: I think. Oh yeah, yeah, I actually have a copy of that film, so I should. Uh, I, should uh, that's definitely... how that's how much I intend to see it.
2: <laughs> I think that was the first Quentin Tarantino movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that always holds a special spot. Uh, What was your favorite scene in Pulp Fiction, Serge?
0: Uh, In Pulp Fiction, there there were a lot. I definitely (laughs) like... I love, I love, I love the scene where where Vincent shoots Anton, and they go to uh, Jimmy's house, which is Quentin Tarantino, and yep. uh, and <laughs> they're washing themselves up, they're washing, <laughs> washing themselves up, and uh, for all of you who know the scene, uh, uh, basically Amber, um, uh, John Travolta, and Samuel Jackson are basically uh, they do the dirty work of this mob boss. Pretty much, and uh, they they picked up they, they went to go um like pick up a score and uh, get back this suitcase is very important to their boss um you know this kingpin Marcellus Wallace and uh, they ha- they had this dude in the back seat of the car and John Travolta was turned around and was asking him a question and hit, the gun went off and it, and it blew his brains out in the car <laughs> it is so and, and and John Travolta is like dude what did you hit a speed bump and and uh, Samuel Jackson ain't hey, no damn speed bump why'd you blow his brains out he's just like <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's so funny, and then they call, they call like the, 1 to it's amazing, <laughs> they call their friend Jimmy, who was Quentin Tarantino, and then, and then they go to his house, and then they're washing, they're washing themselves up, and they're trying to just get a handle of the whole situation, because they were driving a car in the middle, like, in, in daylight, in, like, you know, in California, a suburban area, with blood splatter all over so they were like, damn it, man, we're in, deep, we're in deep trouble, so, so they're washing themselves off. And, uh, Samuel Jackson finishes washing his hands off, and then, uh, John Travolta, <laughs> <laughs> goes in and he's so like, What the hell are you doing? And he was just like, I'm washing my hands. He's like, I saw you getting wet. I didn't I didn't see you it was the, the uh- the soap and he's getting like blood all over everything all over the soap all over the sink all over uh the the towels that are in jimmy's house which belongs to his wife's or whatever whatnot and he was just like well yeah i finished cleaning myself up myself off too but when i finished the towel didn't look like no, no goddamn maxi pad and he was just like listen stop yelling at me i'm getting a little pissed off here and he's like hey listen i respect you but god damn it man like, you gotta look at the situation. We call upon Jimmy, his wife's gonna come home any minute now, and she's gonna freak out seeing like, you know, two hard motherfuckers with blood call
2: over them. You know, oh my god, the whole <laughs> scene is amazing. What's important to note too is uh, Marvin was played by Phil Lamar. Yeah, Phil Lamar T V and he's also is. Yeah the voice of the Green Lantern in Justice League. And static shock. Yeah. And he was on Mad T V. Yeah Yeah The more you know The movie has so many Amazing moments in it <laughs> So well, many amazing moments Even even like going off of that One moment too There was the whole point Where uh, Quentin Tarantino's character Was worried about his wife Coming home Like he was, that was the whole thing It's like You gotta, gotta clear it up Before my wife gets home And he's like so adamant About that Cause he's just like Man you should fuck up my shit You should fuck up my shit Big time And it's just like It's like so just
0: like, <laughs> And then I calm down Somebody calm down Jules Okay Don't yeah. tell me to calm down <laughs> He's like, gonna, she's gonna come home, she's gonna see this, we're gonna divorce, okay? And I don't wanna get divorced. <laughs> I like my life, okay? You know, cause like, uh, they're, they're drinking this coffee, and he was like, damn, Jimmy, this is good coffee. I mean, I wanna settled for some folders, but damn, he's spraying the gourmet on us. He's just like, damn it, Jules, I know I'm a good coffee, so tell me how good my coffee is. I know how good it is because I buy. Bonnie buys the, the store brand stuff because it's shit, and it's cheap, but I buy the good stuff. What I, what I wanna talk about is dead Bonnie
2: my girl. <laughs> <And he> just, <laughs> let, me, let me ask him, let me ask him, was there a sign on my front lawn that said, Dead person storage. What's there? He's like, no. It's no. because no, it ain't no, there. No. That's why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had that scene quoted to me a number of times. Yeah.
0: You know, oh, I mean, the, the whole movie, like, each scene is, is highly quotable. Like, there's the one where, like, Samuel Jackson, you know, he, he's like, oh, say what again. Say what more. <laughs> right, no, yeah, I that, that's classic. That's yeah. classic.
1: I've heard the, I remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Another thing, another thing that I like about that movie is just how John Travolta and and uh, and, and Samuel Jackson just just got along so well. You know, I think oh, like they perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like they were buddies in real life, and then it came on to do a movie. And uh, I don't think they knew each other that well because uh, like Tarantino wrote the parts for those characters, but I don't think yeah. they knew each other that well at that time. They're always doing different movies, but yeah. when they came together, you saw it. Like there was this, right before they went into the room for that infamous scene. Uh, they were were talking outside about a guy who was killed by their boss Marcellus Wallace and the rumor on the campfire was that he gave Mrs. Wallace a foot massage and he was just, like, and they're just arguing about like how a foot massage is central, how how it yeah. means something,
1: insignificant, yeah,
0: or how it doesn't mean anything. And they're like, but like you know, but he threw him, you know, off a balcony through, and he fell through a greenhouse and and died because he got thrown off a balcony and a few stories down into a greenhouse, so it shattered. He shattered through that, and you know, and he died and everything. And they're like, well, foot massages don't mean anything. Like, what do mean do mean anything? That's what's so cool about them We know it means something. We don't say anything. That's so fucking cool about it. are just like, listen, can you give a foot massage? And he's just like, "Oh, I'm the foot fucking master." He goes, "Can you give me a foot massage?" <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
2: uh, mature content when it's barely fucking. <laughs> yeah, man, that was that was a, a classic, and uh, I love uh, Tim Roth's character in that movie too. Oh man,
0: so good. Yeah,
2: that the whole two. diner scene,
0: <laughs> the Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Oh man, like he, so, he came up with a whole plan Oh, we should rob this place This place? Yeah, a diner? Yeah, nobody robs diners You know, it's like uh, what, What's he saying? You go into a bank And someone, you know can, can stick it up And then you get a gun in your face Or a security officer Or a cop You get blown away But, you know since so someone's having a Denver omelet So some guy comes in Sticking a gun in their face They don't know what's happening And they give you their wallets And she was like Huh, that's actually pretty genius And she's like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> It was so stupid it's stupid, because, like, how much fucking money do you think they have there? Exactly. Like, well, they know that Vincent and yeah. <laughs> and Jules are sitting yeah. there.
2: And <laughs> they're, like, stupid T-shirts and, like, sweatpants. <laughs>
0: and I love it. And you don't know why they're in that until you see, like, the, the like later on in the movie.
2: Because, like, yeah. they, they kind of show the ending first, and that's the ending. And then they go back. Oh, yeah. man. And the other but, thing, too, is that that has the infamous uh, scene with... Uh, cri- uh, what's his name? Uh christopher walken yes with the watch that, the watch like, <laughs> that whole story is just like awesome like you know it's a flashback scene about bruce Willis's character about how he got this pocket watch that was his father's that got smuggled out of world war ii and i'm not, I'm not gonna say too too much because like it's like what is it like a five minute monologue oh it's it's a,
0: it's a whole it's a whole monologue and it's amazing yeah. the way christopher walken delivers it too oh, yeah. you're just
2: so yeah, yeah. captivated by this
0: it's just the camera on him telling the story about how this pocket watch is being given to bruce willis as a kid how through, it went, went through the war went from this guy to that guy what it's been through what it's seen how he had it in front it, it's it's so and that's what i love about quentin tarantino like a conversation just with a camera pointing at a character or two characters is the most interesting thing ever and as we're going to talk about in this coming week uh, for the hateful eight that's what he does again for The Hateful Eight. You know, it takes place uh, in one setting. Uh, you have a, 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 all these different characters, but it's so, and the dialogue is just so interesting and so captivating that mm-hmm. you don't need big, huge Hollywood explosions. You don't need, like, a big, huge, like, Hollywood, like, pop soundtrack, you know, okay. to sell CDs or whatever whatnot. But, uh, yeah, all you need is substance, good story, and and great uh, cinematography. And Quint Tarantino, like, delivers it in spades every time nice
1: so the, so that is that is kind of like his uh, I like guess thing where he has all these these great actors with great chemistry and their characters um, but I, I think uh, one thing that uh, I'm a uh, I'm wondering is uh, if this is also a, con- a constant in, in his films if he, if he has these characters with these with these blatant Quirks that 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 get highlighted in the story; these flaws that oh, that sure. make them seem, even though even though they're in this fantastic situation and they are doing these these like fantastic things, their their imperfections, their their fuck ups, is what make them seem so much more uh, relatable. Oh, yeah. to the audience. Oh absolutely, absolutely.
0: yeah. Oh
2: yeah. There and are, when you watch a Quentin Tarantino movie, there are three things that you are guaranteed at the bare minimum. You're guaranteed like really interesting characters. With quirks and you know they're very fleshed out, things like that. You're gonna have a bunch of whole dialogue that like isn't necessary to the story, but you can't picture the movie without it.
1: And you're gonna Seriously,
2: have yeah. women's feet. <laughs>
1: what <laughs>
0: what? <Does that laughs> what is that last works? one? What?
2: Yeah. what are you go back about? and go back and watch a lot of these movies. They either reference feet or you're looking straight at feet. I feel like I've heard Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish. Okay,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. In pulp fiction, there's like Uma Thurman's feed again. Uma Thurman's feed in Kill Kill Bill. Bill, uh, Also, oh yeah, Amber. Have you not seen Kill Bill? I mean, that was was
1: that's what I I. Always meant to see it, and actually, I, I remember that when I was really little, my family was going to see it, but for, for whatever your reason, family
0: was going to see it.
1: Yeah, no joke. Like, I mean, like, I, it was just everyone and for, for some stupid reason. Oh, yeah, I know it's a great God. holiday family
0: remember. film. It's family
1: yeah, fun. Sure, right. it's yeah, yeah, it was a little interesting. Yeah, well, you know.
2: <laughs> so there, there wasn't any in Reservoir Dogs that I remember. Um, but her movie wasn't directed by Quentin Tarantino, but he helped write it, and Robert Rodriguez directed it. Was uh, from Dusk Till Dawn, yeah. where you have that infamous scene where Selma Hayek is like the queen of all vampires or whatever, but she's like a stripper. Yep. So she's stripping, and then she puts her uh, foot in Quentin Tarantino's <laughs> mouth. And legit, like pours booze down her leg and has him. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. That. Oh god, that must have been like the well, ultimate thing for him. He's like, "This is the greatest <laughs> time to be <laughs> in my life.
2: <laughs> I'm a
0: director, <laughs> but there's always
2: like, I, mean, I would say like eighty five percent of the time, there's a the reference of foot. someone talking about. Damn foot it, cannot
0: unsee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of what else like in his other movies. Um, let's see. Oh man, damn it! <laughs> now I'm trying to think of feet in this goddamn yeah. movie. Well, next next time no. you you watch it, like keep Thanks, that in
2: mind because it. it's like for me, it was it was kind of obvious um, during Kill Bill, and it's just closing up on her foot trying to wiggle it, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this is an intense close up of a foot.
0: There's a couple times even even before that when she was in her bed, like I was yeah. like, damn, why the hell? Like he loves with Thurman, absolutely yeah. loves with Thurman. Um, I don't think there was any in Django. I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't know. I'll don't, go rewatch Django at I some point. Don't think so. Um, yeah, was there in,
2: in Glorious Bastards? Was there like feet? I don't remember. Like I, that was probably there has to be. But, like it's it's always been just a thing of mine where I'm like, wow, there's a, a lot of feet in these movies.
0: I love that anyone listening now. She's like, oh, you are talking about feet now. Like it's <laughs> <right?"> <laughs>
2: like yeah, if you just like fast forward randomly into this part.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people that, that listen to us uh via iTunes or SoundCloud, like in their car on the way to work or something like that. And then I, I hope they have like the window down and they're like, Yeah, feet oh, yeah, so so feet in Tarantino movies are a huge thing. So Feet Fate yeah, Fate Yeah you in the other car, Fate <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you know this about feet? I didn't I didn't I didn't know this. Did you know this? I didn't it's great. <laughs> it's good. It's cool, I learned it. Back, here to oh movie, my back home. Um my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, it's not one that he directed but it's one that he wrote. And um, I think it was Tony Scott directed it. It was called uh, True Romance.
0: Oh, that's and it's a good it's starring
2: one. Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette. Christian and it actually, Slater. It actually has ties uh, to the other, like, to the Quentin Tarantino movies. Because I don't know if he was supposed to direct it at one point and he just never did. But they reference a lot of things. Like, um, in, I believe it was in... Reservoir Dogs, they reference a character whose name is Alabama, and the main character's name, who's a girl in True Romance, her name is Alabama. So it's kind of like the unofficial, like off I guess, from that universe. Yeah. And
1: wait, so Quentin Tarantino has a established universe that kind of.
2: It's not really official, but it kind of is. Like I remember reading in, in like somewhere online that um, in his mind, Django. Is the ancestor to Jules in Pulp Fiction, Huh. or they're some way related? But then he Maybe. also said he also said that he kind of envisioned uh, that Django is related to Shaft as well, which would make sense.
0: There's a bunch of like different fan theories that like put. Uh, yeah. So some of the stories next to each other or intertwining with each other or like some characters are related. It's pretty interesting. So there is yeah. like, like and, a and they, Tarantino
2: they, verse. Yeah, they do reference each other every once in a while very subtly. And if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. Um, I, I think the reason why I like true, true Romance so much is because of Gary Oldman's character, whose name was Drexel, who was <laughs> a like a kingpin drug dealer kind of character who thought he was black. But like, dude, he was the man <laughs> like he he had this like Jack Sparrow look to him. He had like dreads and he had like <laughs> yeah. a dead eye and he had like I'm pretty sure he had grills on and like, you know, he has this scene where Christian Slater like runs in because he owns Alabama. So and Chris Slater meets her and falls in love with her stuff like that. And, you know, he like busts into his club. And there's this whole scene where he's like, you know, you're going to let her go. This is what's going to happen. I have a gun on me, blah, 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 blah. And Drexel is just kind of watching him, and he's just, like, eating. I think he's eating like, oh, <laughs> or something Can't like that. Can't be bothered. Yeah, and he's just, like, staring at him, and, he, and he's just, like, he goes into this whole thing. And I'm going to paraphrase, but he says something along the lines of, he goes, like, he's like, you fucked up already. Like, I already got you figured out. So you come in here, guns all blazing. You thinking, like, I'm going to get this motherfucker. You already showed your hand. Me, I'm a fucking mystery to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And it's so good. And, he's like, and he's, like, he's like, I know you're rattled because you on that TV screen over there, you got a big old pair of titties. And you ain't, you ain't never looked at them once. You've been staring at my face like I'm the prettiest motherfucker in the world. And he gets the light that's next to him. It's like one of those hanging lights. Holds it to his face. And you see these scars on him and the dead eye and everything like that. And he, he just smiles and he just goes, and I know I'm pretty.
0: I was just like god damn it Dude man. I was young
2: like when I saw
0: that So like, hearing all these lines I was like well, You can yeah. say that? Those were words That could come out of a human being and oh, put into A sentence? It was the most amazing Thing ever I was like what? Oh my god Yeah, it was amazing. That one
2: scene and there's a there's a cut scene too With uh, Samuel L. Jackson in it where like Drexel's in there and it kind of shows how like scrappy He can be where like he's in the situation Where he's going to die and get shot And he ends up killing everyone else in there Dude, anyway, I love
0: really um cool uh, uh Christopher Walken's character uh Vin Vincenzo. Vincenzo. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, I, I love when uh, I love that scene where he has um oh god with that dressing. He has uh Dennis Hopper like tied up and he's he's and he's talking to him and he's he was telling uh he was telling Dennis Hopper how like you know how since Dennis Hopper's Italian and he was just saying yeah. oh like you're like you're, you're like you're 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 blacker than I am. He's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Because like the, the part of. Uh, Oh, where was it? Was it Sicily? Anyway, he was like, you know, because of the Moors, because Mo- when the Moors invaded, you know, they had they had sex with the Italians and all that sort of stuff, and then just getting Dennis Hopper madder and madder, and just yeah. like, oh, my God, I'm going to rip the off, and, and it was the funniest thing. And uh, <laughs> and that whole scene came about because, like, this like random dude, that new Tarantino, well, it's not, not a random dude. Like, uh, like one of Tarantino's friends randomly told him like that story about the Moors like coming through Europe and getting to like Italy, and you know, like uh, you know, like spreading their seed and everything. So like a lot of Italians and in, in, in certain parts of Italy are like black or whatever or, mm. or that they're, they're mixed with black people whatever whatnot but you know like, you, like people don't accept that like in, in, in the western world because you know they want to have like I guess pure genes or whatever and, uh, and Tarantino thought it was so interesting he put that into the movie because he was like like what would make like you know an old school Italian man like really really pissed off like oh call a black guy and yeah. uh, Tarantino thought that was the most badass thing to do in that whole scene, just oh my god. Again, Christopher Walken can like deliver these lines and these entire stories just like what he did in Pulp Fiction. He does his whole story. It's like this like five minute scene or something and Dennis Hopper is just sitting there like on a chair. And I think like and I think like he, he just like shoots him, whatever, like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah like Christopher Walken just kills Dennis Hopper's character yeah. or whatever. And uh, oh my God, it's just, it's, it's, the, that movie was great. I remember when I saw it when I was young and I was just like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was used to like, like, like kid shows and stuff. And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what is this
2: movie? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I guess you want to That's a go really with, good pick. Yeah. Well, if you want to go, with, like, if, if, if someone considers that cheating because it wasn't directed by him, um, I would say, like, my full fledged favorite Quentin Tarantino movie is Reservoir Dogs. Nice. That will just never get any better. Just, like, again, the limited scene, you know, the limited, uh, I guess, locations that are in it. And uh, it has one of my favorite lines of all time when uh, Tim Roth gets shot. And uh, Harvey Keitel is, like, rushing him back to, like, home base so they can, like, figure out what's going on and who, who's alive. And, you know, after this whole bank robbery is like, gone wrong and he's just like i just fucking got shot. I was like, yeah, like, like what the fuck? It's so good. And then Harvey Keitel is like you're not going to die. Say the fucking words. And it's just like <laughs> like it's like hilarious and like how they're delivering the lines the uh, I can't talk. The lines is awesome, but like you also get like a glimpse into their relationship at that point. And it had been building up up into them, but you really feel like the up until like a week prior those two guys were complete strangers. And um, it is especially interesting when you consider who Tim Roth actually is in the movie. So that's definitely, like, my first official, like, my real official, like, kind of real deal Japanese steel, Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> written and directed pick. But, like, if it's just written, man, you got to go with True Romance. Like, yeah, I was going to no say,
0: if if, if if we're cheating that way, then yeah. uh, I also want to name something else, but which he, he co-directed. Now, this movie okay. had had three directors. It had Robert Rodriguez, uh, Tarantino, and Frank Miller. Hey.
2: Yeah, Sin
0: City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Frank yeah. Miller directed Robert one G's scene. And uh, Quentin
2: Tarantino. Oh,
1: no. I, I've seen one and one third Tarantino films
2: Well, uh, Frank Miller was a who he, he didn't direct it. He was a consultant. I think he actually directed mm. the second one, but he was ah, heavily gotcha. consulted ah. on on that movie. I believe. Uh, might as well be a director credit, but it was Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino, and they're like BFFs, you know.
0: Yeah, there's, and, they... and 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 you can tell because like the art style and just like the grittiness of the action, and then oh, like yeah. the way the scenes are portrayed. Like I love I love the scene where uh, where where Clive Owen is in the bathroom and um oh what's her name again. Brittany Murphy, yeah, he's in yep. the bathroom of Britney Murphy's apartment, and uh, Jimmy and the boys <laughs> come yeah. in, and and uh, he like he he comes like Jimmy comes into the bathroom, and he's just like, "Hello, I'm I'm her boyfriend, I'm crazy," and he puts like a knife to his eye, and he's just like, "Do never come back here again," and shoves his head in the toilet, and like disappears, and, yeah. and he leaves and everything, and then uh, Clive Owen jumps jumps out of the window after him. And then she's like, no, he's a cop. And he's just like, she She screams something. I can't hear it because the helicopter is so damn loud. And, and he's yeah. just like 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 falling down the earth. He's like, but tonight, tonight, Jackie boy, you're going to get it. <laughs> i like just like, oh, man, the monologue is so good.
2: After, I don't know about you guys, but after I first saw that movie, that was in college when that came out. For Yeah. That like, no, was back in the day. I was with a couple of different people, and, uh, like, as I, after watching that movie, as I was leaving, I was narrating everything in my brain. And, like, brain <laughs> yes! Over. Yes! Because okay. the entire movie was like that. I looked and looked at the ruby red grapefruit juice that was sitting on my desk, and I wondered, <laughs> is this half empty or half full? And it's, I shot it, and I said, it's half dead. <laughs> it's, like, stupid shit like that. Like, you'd Damn. be like... And then it like kind of went in with, like, our whole Mad Max thing. Or not Mad Max. Uh, Max Payne. Thing where it's like this is the same deal it's like noir narrated and like the line that we always used to make fun of it would be like you know they thought that I would finish the juice tonight but they were wrong dead <laughs> <or> wrong. <laughs> and everything is just dead wrong like it's like I can just be wrong uh, but yeah that, that fucking movie is great I'm pretty sure I'm, I might be mistaken but I'm pretty sure Quentin Tarantino directed the scene where it is Clive Owen and Jackie Boy played by Benicio Del Toro uh, oh but man. but, but Vinicio Del Toro's character is dead so it's just like in all in Clive Owen's mind and it's like and it's like and it's like
0: he's not fully decapitated like he's a he's yeah. dispenser it's like <laughs> yeah it's like a he's like flapping around like it's, his, it's it's yeah. so good like he's like oh skinny little mijo he doesn't she doesn't decapitate him he turns him into a, and it's like a slice a Pez yeah. dispenser so <laughs> to paint the picture and he's yeah I love it and he's just got like uh, and he's just sitting in the passenger seat just clive over and gonna go dispose of the body and he he lights up a cigarette and Benicio he, he Del Toro is supposed to be you know his character is supposed to be dead but he starts talking he's like mm, what's got you smoking there bud <laughs> <laughs> <That's> like, what <laughs> you're supposed to be dead and he was just like shut up Jackie boy this is all in my head you're not real mm, it's got you worrying it's got you smoking <laughs> I was like uh, <laughs> it's so, it's so good. He's like, you want to protect those? And, and every time, like, uh, he would go over a bump or the car would jerk for like, his head would tilt back. And since he's kind of like, you know, his neck is cut, like, he would kind of, oh, you know, it's got protect those. Oh, it's going to protect yeah. you if this all goes down. But I was like, what? It's so good.
2: Yeah, I remember for that one, too, because uh, Robert Rodriguez had directed it, I'm pretty sure Robert Rodriguez had done the music to a Quentin Tarantino film for a dollar, but I can't remember which one it was. For a dollar? Well, he's yeah, a he girl, it, like, "I'll do it for you, just
0: give me the dollar." Yeah, like yeah, I you know, think it like was like a buddy just, thing.
2: Like, yeah, he was like a buddy thing and then as an agreement, Quentin Tarantino was like, "All right, I will direct one scene in like, you know, this in your in this movie for like for free or whatever, whatever nice. it was." Yeah, I'm looking yeah. It up right now. I'm trying to figure it out. But, and Tarantino, I mean, Tarantino is is yeah, infamous
0: he's... for 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 the music in his movies. They're so classical. They're like from back in the day, like the '70s, like '60s. Just they're funky. They're they're perfect. You know, he takes these uh, sounds from spaghetti westerns. From he oh, sure, knows yeah. like what to do with with soundtrack and sound. It's amazing. Like just look at uh, Kill Bill you know all the different like old school kung fu sounds and all the different music in that alone is just amazing you know uh Jackie Brown also has a good soundtrack what else the Pulp Fiction amazing you know infamous soundtrack
2: oh yeah yeah I mean it's all like it's all great like and also like the whole thing too like kind of going back a little bit Robert Rodriguez he's like a talented ass dude like he directs he made Spy Kids
0: yeah, which but is it's just so weird to me because he made spy days. kids, what? but he's made like like horror movies and he's made yeah. action movies, machete. and then he's like, Oh
2: this is, yeah, like oh spike.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. The same guy
0: who did that made freaking machete. <laughs> um,
1: a little bit of everything that's for crazy. everyone. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I had no idea. Yeah. What? Yeah he, yeah, he
0: wanted something that I think like his kids could could watch or something like that. Because, you know, everything he makes his kids can definitely not watch. He's like, <laughs> oh, let's, let's make something fun for the whole family.
2: And, uh, yeah, yeah it's my I kids. have no clue. Okay,
1: yeah. well, there you go.
2: And he uses a lot of the same uh, actors, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it's Machete great. originally a villain in one of them?
0: Yeah, it was something in one of them, but it wasn't in the forefront. But, like, you you saw him uh, there. I forget which, which one it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but you saw him there, and, and then he, he was like, "Oh, let me uh, let me make it into, into, into a full thing." Oh, I, I knew it, because I, I, it was in a movie, one of the movies. But uh, he had it as just like a spoof trailer uh, for for Grindhouse. So Grindhouse was a movie, Death Proof, and the other one was uh, what was damn what was the other one It was Death Proof, and what was the other movie in the Grindhouse? Fuck. It was Robert Rodriguez. Planet Terror. Planet Terror, yeah. Robert Rodriguez did Planet Terror and Tarantino did Death Proof. Like, two movies together. And when you went went to the cinema, it was a whole experience. Like, I went to go see it in the cinema and it was an amazing experience because it harkened back to uh, movies back in the day that had... uh, You would have a double feature um, in movies. So, pretty much, you go in, you kind of pay for one movie, but you get two. Um, And in between that, there was show movie trailers, so... He even started the whole thing off with like an old school 70s, like, and now for our visual presentation, da 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 da. And he had these, uh, these fake. Movie trailers, but they were so good. One of them was 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 like like Thanksgiving, and it yeah. was like uh, yeah, <laughs> it was like like Nazi werewolves and all this sort of crap, so and weird, I was man. it was amazing. And one of them was machete, machete, yeah, and uh, yeah, and they made it to a, a full. And we were like, wow, if that was like a full fledged movie, it'd be awesome. And he did, he made it. It was good, Thank and uh, yeah, and there was there was a rumor he was going to make that like like uh, that Nazi
2: werewolf movie. Which he should because it. it looked pretty good. Yeah. Wasn't there yeah. one with Nicolas Cage as like the bad guy? Like some ancient Asian sort of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: He was like some, some martial arts, like master, something yeah, like that. He was yeah, all yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. I forgot the name of
2: that, but I was like,
0: <laughs> is that Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Oh,
2: good. It was so um, good. By the way, before we wrap up, too, I just want to. I looked it up on IMDb and it, it says Robert Rodriguez scored Kill Bill Volume 2 for $1. Quentin Tarantino wow. said he would repay him by directing a segment of Hit of sin city for a dollar tarantino a vocal prominent of film over digital has said that he was curious to get hands-on experience with the hd cameras with which uh rodriguez like appraise like praises essentially and then uh when i guess he wasn't a fan of him afterwards because he just says mission accomplished when people ask how it was
1: <laughs>
2: mm, uh, yeah and it's also that's like i never thought about that too it's so interesting that like Rodriguez is such a digital. Like you think of him, and all you can think of is heavy CG filmmaking. But like that has basis and like you know and classic film. Yeah, like they're shot really well, but they're overly CG. But it, he makes it work because that's the style. Where Quentin Tarantino is just like, I'm never using digital. Like Christopher <laughs> Nolan like too. Like I'm never using fucking digital. Like yeah, I can yeah, help
0: yeah. It. Just like for uh, for for the Hateful Eight, um, he used yeah. film. He yeah. and he used like a special kind of film that. Was uh, going to be shown in special kind of theaters. It's like a what, like seventy millimeter film.
2: Yeah, there's so there's one near me, but I don't know. If, like it's it's kind of a pain in the ass to go park around there. It's like right in Boston. So I don't know <laughs> if go do that or not? I Might just see it in normal, like normal people.
0: Oh, did you hear what happened? Uh, he he was uh, Tarantino was talking to Howard Stern about this about how oh, yeah, there's yeah, about yeah, yeah there was there was like a, a, a it's called a cinema something I forget the name of it, but in California he he made the movie for showing in and uh, he made the movie. Especially for showing in this theater. He goes, I always wanted to show a movie in this theater. It has a special kind of screens and a special kind of projector. For my movie, so he used the old school, I think, seventy millimeter film, which gives you a nice wide, uh, like cinematography look, an old school yeah. movie look, like classic, yeah. you know. So you get that that feel, and and I did, I got that feel when I watched uh, uh, the Hateful Eight. And um, supposedly, what happened was is that uh, it was supposed to be, you know, but the Hateful Eight came out uh, holiday season in December, but Tarantino was telling this to Howard Stern in an interview about how uh, the Disney people were well, obviously you're going to play Star Wars at that theater in every theater in the country, and they had a contract to show it at a certain time. So did Tarantino. He had the contract, okay, when my movie releases, it's going to be shown here first and then everywhere, whatever. But what happened was that the movie theater people said, okay, the Disney people came to us and said, we want to show Star Wars for the entire holiday season, and if you don't, you will never again get Star Wars for your movie theater chain. And Tarantino, right. yeah, and Tarantino was like, wow, like, they're going out of their way to screw me, and I don't know why. He goes, he goes, they have Star Wars, they have the biggest movie franchise and movie coming out, um, the biggest movie on the planet coming out, and I just want to show my movie here, like, they can just, you know, honor my contract, but because they're getting, the movie theater companies getting pushed by Disney they're probably going to side with Disney because they're they're a huge like you know like monster they're, yeah, corporate yeah. and and Howard Stern was like oh my god like you know he was just like wait he's like Terry and you can't just throw out allegations that they're out to screw and he was like no I don't care they're out to screw me <laughs> you know because like there's certain things you can and can't say yeah, and, I, I and Howard Stern was trying to be like oh you're my friend you know I also know about, about you know I think his name is uh, Bob Iger who's mm-hmm. the, head the CEO of Disney or whatever and he was just like Bob like, like let's, let's like, l- 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 let the kid make it he's like listen Tarantino's a weirdo. <laughs> like Howard Stern's talking. <laughs> Howard Stern's just like, I'll, I'll, I'll link everybody to the uh, to the, the video afterwards. He was like, "Listen, like like Tarantino, this guy's a weirdo." But he he made the special movie. He wants to play in a special theater. Bob, come on, let him have it. you like, you got Star Wars, you got Disney. What else? What else do you want? You know. And then, oh man, it's crazy.
1: Did they eventually back out, or, or did did the uh, the guy continue to uh, to force his movie? Out? I out did, I didn't realize it went that high up.
0: Find out more at com. Oh, right. <laughs> That's all the time we have now, everyone. That's it. It's a wrap. Yeah. Make sure to tune in for the podcast, The Hateful Eight, coming this Thursday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash Tune I'm- in with us live. Get, get in a chat. We all love to see everybody there. We love when everybody comes and chats live and uh, gets into the discussion. It's great to see everybody. And also check us out on iTunes, search back, Funky, and SoundCloud. Until the podcast on Thursday, everyone, we'll see you later, or we'll see you another time. I love those dramatic pauses in between. That, that was fantastic. It's great, right? Yeah. It's good, it's good effect.